0: Hello and thanks for coming along to and we have an office dog the digital agency podcast where we're talking to the people behind the agency the service providers coaches and mentors to discuss what it's like working with you the agency leader with your host Chris Simmons the agency accelerator talking to a different agency growth partner in each episode what they love about working with you what they wish you knew. All will be revealed. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy on a podcast today. I'm very lucky to have the legal mind that is Steve. How are you doing, Steve?
1: I'm good, Chris. I'm very lucky to be on a podcast with you and your splendid beard.
0: <laughs> well, the beard—the beard—is the third guest, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, Steve, for those who don't know you, um, I know you. Very well. We've we've known each other for quite a while. Um, You have legally legalized the lawyered stuff with me for yonks across the agencies. Um, Apart from being a massive fan of Transformers and all things uh, Marvel, what is it you do? um, How did you get there?
1: Uh, I get to be a geek for a living, and it's awesome. Uh, I having an absolute absence of actual creative talent. And having spent quite a good amount of time after my law degree trying to get into agency land, um, found that I might be better off helping them stay um, uh, sustainable, um, helped them to do good work that doesn't get them sued, and hopefully help them to thrive.
0: And you like to be a geek. What does that mean? Um,
1: It means that my day normally tends to involve one of my clients saying to me, uh, if we do this, are we going to get sued by X? In, <laughs> relation, in, in relation to a campaign, and it, it's it, you, you've got to think on your feet. It's normally, and I've, I've had a lot of conversations around what we can do around Barbie over the course of the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. so and, and I do want to see the film. The reviews are really good, um, but it, it's no two days the same. Uh, a lot of uh, issues are common across agencies that I work with, mm-hmm. um, but they're normally run by. Awesome people, we get to have really great conversations, and then at some point, be able to say that you've been part of the process of getting from A to B with something, whether that be a really good piece of creative work, or whether that be you know, the the business going the way it wants to. It is a absolutely, it's the privilege of my career to work with agencies.
0: That's awesome. I think I think um, that the the no two days are the same thing. You know, you said just a minute ago that you tried to get into agency land, but realized that you're probably better at the the stuff that you're great at now. No two days are the same in an agency as well. So hence why you get these calls that say, hey, we're going to do this really cool thing with Barbie dolls. What do you think? And then you have to go, hmm, there's a whole list of different uh, uh, legal uh, practices and all sorts of things that I need to work out, whether or not we can do these things if we word it this way, all that sort of stuff. It's actually quite cool. Except, sadly, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this has ever really been an entire contract. Don't tell Steve if you haven't um chat gpt <clears throat>
1: <laughs> well yeah but yeah, i mean yeah people get scared of contracts mm. right because they're normally impenetrable and way too long um but with a bit of luck if they work well through a bit of pain you then put them in a drawer and you never need to look at them again until it comes to renewal yeah or until you know there's an intervening incident they are a i mean if if done properly, they're an asset of your business. You know, if you're looking to scale or sell, yeah. And somebody yeah. says to you, "What kind of relationships do you have with your clients?" Are they underpinned by a strong contract? then that should hopefully be a bit of an easy discussion. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, beyond beyond the like the cool like on think on your feet stuff. Obviously, there's an awful lot of um, work that underpins the ability to do that. What is it that you do specifically for an agency? Agency leader listening right now. What's the shopping list that they that they would uh, pick from? Or generally, pick um, from.
1: I would say you, well, for one, get yourself a pitch NDA. I mean, NDAs are nothing new in the agency sector. Um, and be very careful about the NDAs that you sign from clients. If you can, it's a common theme to say, you know, if you've got an agreement of your own, then stick to it. And you wouldn't negotiate with Microsoft. Clients shouldn't negotiate with you. Mm. You are handing over value when you pitch to people, you are handing over confidential information that otherwise would earn you money. And more often than not, agencies are very, very keen to get the work through the door, to get the client into the room and to pitch. And very, very often, sometimes those pitches get taken somewhere else for an agency that's already in their roster. Yeah. So start one, You know, start as you mean to go and professionalize that process as much as you can without making it too corporate. Uh, then maybe if you are starting to do some work or think about doing some work before you get to an actual contract, have a set of heads of terms. Um, people talk about heads of terms In relation to a corporate transaction, this is the deal we're going to do. You can do something similar from a uh, a commercial contracts perspective. So you will get paid for the work that you do in the interim while you're working on the actual final Mm -hmm. agreement. And then have that final agreement. Think about whether or not you can do everything as a set of T's and C's. Many people want to, but if you're a full service agency, say doing web dev, paid media, um, PR, bits and pieces of comms, influencer marketing, all that good stuff. You'll be doing lots of different things with lots of different measures of success and lots of different processes. Mm -hmm. Getting that all into a set of T's and C's that you don't feel terrible reading is not an easy thing, and you might need to look at a bit more of a a corporate-y process. Um, But that that underpins everything you do, sets the tone for your relationships with your clients more than anything else. And everything else that goes around that is just building on it
0: one one thing uh, in all of my experience uh, in in running agencies and 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 advising agencies on their you know accelerating their growth is that it's almost there there's a there's a hesitancy to to do these kinds of things because each one of those things regardless of the purpose behind it feels like it's a it's an, a barrier to a yes it's a, it's, a, it's the, the the I think in balance, you need to consider, you know, I need to get in that meeting, I need to get in that room, but also you need to think about what's the what's the the risk of, of this, this, this and this. If it's a two grand a month client, you might not worry about heads of terms and all those sorts of things. But if it's a big old client and you're going into a big old pitch and you've got really, you, you know, some agencies put weeks and weeks of effort into the pitch, they prepare the pitch, they invest time, effort, money, energy into it. You've got to you've got to make sure that you know you're protecting yourselves in the in the right way there, um, but you know that's 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 kind of the you have to have the right balance. You need to know what you need to what you're doing because at the right size of of potential business, um, those are things that they might well expect as well.
1: No, they do. Um, I and mean, I suppose the other side of that is if you were say doing a particular big project, you need to get under the hood and do a piece of discovery work before you can actually then say what the mm. proposal is going to be there's an argument that you should be charging for that now yeah. or at least if you're delivering value, don't be afraid to have that conversation, but equally monetizing every 30 seconds. And I'm aware of the irony that a lawyer saying this carries. Um But yeah, there's a balance between getting a fair day's work for a fair day's pay mm. and being willing to get some skin in the game. And yes. the skin in the game bit is hugely, hugely, hugely important. But once you've done this a few times, then it becomes easier. Most of the contracts I draft come with me saying at the end of this, I'm going to sit down with your team and talk to them about it for half an hour and explain to them how it works. Yeah. And that to me tends to be the missing piece.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, voiceover guy here. Um, me, me again. Looking to accelerate the growth of your agency? Well, check out omg.center forward slash info. Oh, sorry, Chris. Honestly, you pay one guy on Fiverr one time and he keeps coming back. <laughs> um, He's got a good voice. He does, doesn't he? Lots of people say it sounds like me, but I promise it's definitely someone else. I yeah. don't like that. I like my voice enough not to modify it. <laughs> um, so what do you think, like, beyond the, the, the thing you alluded to in terms of like some of the cool conversations you have, what, what's one of the things you love the most about agencies in the agency world?
1: Um, creative alchemy. You know, uh, you are you are responding more often than not to a developing issue. It really makes you think on your feet, and in particular when the world is maybe moving away from granular, personalized campaigns. You know, the death of first-party cookie, that kind of stuff. Mm. I I really believe that creativity is going to make a huge, sweeping comeback. You know, you go back through. I mean, we know this. I'm a huge film geek, and you think about, you know, the great adverts of days gone by. People like Ridley Scott and the rest of it. There is some amazing creativity going on at the minute. Yeah, and even being a carrier of someone's handbag as part of that process, or you know, shuffling paper clips as part of it, is just an absolutely huge privilege. And I've yeah. seen some some of my clients, through no input of mine, have done some absolutely amazing creative work over the course of the last few years.
0: Yeah and and you you are right there's there's um th- there is a shift along these lines towards um, doing it different and also like and 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 I think this probably pays quite well into needing that legal counsel sometimes is that you aren't just thinking about SEO or you aren't just thinking about Google ads or you aren't just thinking about Facebook ads or something like that there in order to get the right thing done in an agency you need to have a collaborative approach now if you're doing agency Well, you're either big enough that has large enough departments which can run those services uh, independently of each other, but in a connected way, one contract, one client, etc. Or if you're a niche agency that's niche to a service, for example, you only deliver SEO. You need to make sure that you are collaborating with all the other channel providers in the right way and compliantly. Um. To be able to do something cool you can't just do a few title mm-hmm. tags and a bunch of content and some links anymore and you yeah you see some rankings and stuff like that but the reality is it's not going to make a it's not going to move the needle enough uh, you need to be creative which means you need to say hey client can we ha- get in a room with the ppc team because we've got some cool ideas that will help improve everything everywhere for everyone um
1: it's not an easy thing to do though sometimes if you if you're the niche and you're part of the roster to be able to say this is where our skill ends, and this is where somebody else's should begin. Mm-hmm. And to know that you've got to have that, you've got to have a few other people playing in the paypen. Playpen takes um, a bit of a sense of maturity, yeah, and you know an ability to let go of some of that for the sake of you know
0: the longer game of having a better client relationship. Uh, absolutely, and I think uh, you know it does come. I've I've noticed it with the agencies that we're working with we part of the accelerator is that at a certain point you work out who you are and what you're doing and that's you know part of the positioning but also like what are you doing for those people so at some point you either go i'm going to do just seo for all types of smes or i'm going to do all of these services for one individual type of niche and at a certain point you then go, well, how do I maximize and leverage the value of that client? Well, I need to keep the yeah. client happy. I need to do the right reporting. Duh, 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 duh. Some of that's going to be, I need to create the right partnerships. And you go to agencies which are looking like you, but offering the partner the, the related services. And you say, hey, we've got these things. We're doing these things. Uh, um, can you know if we, if we make the right agreements in place, when we get to a point where we need to say, let's get a PPC team involved, we've got one ready in the chamber that will look after us and will look after the client.
1: We, so I've seen this in the, in the Manchester market in the last couple of weeks. One of my uh, best mates in the agency sector, who's an agency owner, um, won a particular piece of, of web build work and brought in another very, very highly rated um, PR agency to work around the side of it. And there was an issue and they collaborated on it to get it fixed. Mm. And the first thing they did was say nice things about each other and shout about it for the benefit of both. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the kind of conversation you you don't always see happening, but you love to see it happen. Especially yeah. when it's two yeah. people you know and respect that are able to get
0: to that result together, it's great. It is, and and you know, from a from the the reality is, and I, um, Vicky, my wife slash also operations director of the OMG Center, um, she s- hates it when I say this, but a rising tide does raise all ships when it comes to these things. Um, yeah, right. If you are competing against someone who doesn't deliver what you deliver. Um, just because you're kind of a bit afraid of maybe them taking the work off you, cool. That's what contracts are for, and that's fine. Um, just get on with it and pull, pull your trousers up and get on with it. You, you've got to. You 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 will lose the client if you don't collaborate and you don't get do cool creative stuff. Um, you can't be creative if you uh, put the blinkers on. Put it that way.
1: Well, you can't be creative. You know, every great idea. You know, what, what's the phrase? Takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. And yeah, if your child is a creative idea. There, there might be only or, or you know a, a campaign that might be only so far you can take it I think it takes more uh self-confidence to be able to say this is when I need other people around that table
0: absolutely so th- you, we talked about something you love about agencies um hmm. what do you think on the not so love aspect of things do you think distinguishes the best ones from the rest
1: not many I mean it, it's the the more challenging one is we've briefed this to the client. We've sold it as a benefit. This is what we think can happen. Can you please now make it legal and do so by the end of the day?
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Demand. And it, it happens,
1: yeah. and it happens, you know, things where we, you know, we're working with an influencer. Can we put an agreement in place? Well, you really need that agreement to be between the influencer and the client. Mm. And if we're getting in the middle of that, are we then straining to provide advice that goes bully beyond you know, the, the work that we're actually doing, you know, they're they going to say, you've told us you can, we can sign this and it's fine. Well, then you become a lawyer. And next thing you know, clients sue you when it goes wrong. It yeah. doesn't always happen that way. And, um, but it's the whole, you know, there's, there's that cartoon was doing the rounds around Facebook the other day. And um, two web designers, one saying, yeah, but this feature's already been sold to the customer, that kind of thing. That, but, but you know, it's, yeah. if, if you want to drink coffee and type fast, it's just the nature of the beast.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, that's just opened the question up for me, actually. It's a little side sidetrack in my in my brain about that. So if there's the, the service line at the minute in agency parlance is UGC in many cases when you're talking with influencers and things. And there are yeah. some very unknown agencies that have a huge amount of clout in this because they've got massive libraries of influencers and things but they're selling that influencer's time for a client to hold their coffee cup and say, hmm, nice coffee, um, and things like that. Um, so you're saying that the the influencer ought to potentially have the contract with the client, is that?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, well, so you can have the client having the contract with the agency, mm. and then – so IP is one of the big issues. You create content for this brand as part of a campaign activation, whatever else you mm. are doing. And client will want to be able to own that content outright so they can do whatever they want to with it. Um, They'll also want to be able to use the image of the influencer for whatever they want to with it. And if for whatever reason agency stands in the middle of that, then it's adding friction into a process where it doesn't need to be there. As opposed to if the agreement's directly in place with the client, they have the rights, they have the obligations, and more importantly, Brand safety issues. Something goes wrong. They've got direct
0: recourse against the influencer, yeah. rather than putting the agency in the middle of that and making it their problem. And presumably, so, those sorts of things make an impact when it comes to assessments for risk and and things on insurance and all sorts of other bits and bobs yeah, like that. Absolutely do. And having done a
1: slew of those kind of agreements, it, it, it's still an industry. There's some influencers I think have got it better than others in terms of the fact that they want to make it a sustainable business. They want to be professional. Yeah. They, they understand that they need to sign an agreement. Uh, but there's plenty that say no. I'm not signing anything. No, I'm not putting hashtag ad next to any post. Well, then you're not doing this work for our client.
0: Yeah, it's a minefield. It's absolute minefield. Um, yes. So the, the 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 kind of the... Swift demand on time. I totally get the the thing is though, Steve. Just to put it on the other side of the fence, having come from an agency background and worked with 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 the legal side of things, it moves mm-hmm. slow. The wheels in your in in your in in your um uh, area yes. of the world. And um, so, as an agency leader, what kind of advice might you give to um to 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 these to, to to people who are kind of going? This is an important and urgent thing right now. I need to speak to the lawyer guys and girls. What is it that you would say when it comes to, you know, you know, it takes time, there's effort that goes in, but it doesn't move quick. How, how, do you, how are you going to manage our expectations?
1: It can move quick um, depending on the circumstances. Where it can move quickly is if you know a client well, if you, know, if you know a document well, if it's something you've done before, then you don't need to start at a blank piece of paper. Okay. Um, too many lawyers, I think, treat every job as if you do need to start for a blank piece of paper. You need to make sure you've done the job properly. You need to make sure that the document fits, you know, whatever mm. your place fits the circumstances. What I'd say is go early, you know, know that the, every conversation you have doesn't lead to a £10,000 bill. Yeah. Have a relationship with your legal partner, whoever it is, that means you are able to pick up the phone to them. Yeah. You can talk about this and then, they can be thinking about in the back of your mind, so that by the time you're asked to do something, then you can move pretty quickly. But e- equally, not everything is not every document is a unique snowflake of a thing. Mm. Legals can move slowly, and and sometimes that's down to resource issues, you know. But there's no reason why if you're working with a specialist who gets you, they can't move that bit more quickly. Now that doesn't mean you can always be on tap all the time, but sometimes I think it's easy to look at your inbox and think, well. This is going to take me so long. When actually, once you get into it, it's, it's a quicker response than maybe you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's that's come to a lot of lawyers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, fair. And I th- and and you know, from not that I am a lawyer, but from experience of ru- running agencies and working with agencies and working with lawyers, you should be planning your time better. So when you come to the to mm-hmm. the lawyer, the only time you go to them with something important and urgent is when it literally is legally on fire, um, and so, usually. You don't have that if you plan ahead and you prevent things. But, you know, client issue you can't plan for, fine. Absolutely. But everything else you should be considerate of and thinking, right, I need that in six months time. We It's only going to take a month. I'm not going to wait for five months. I'm going to start it now and let this move at, the, at a nice pace. So no one's being pressured and everything's everything works out well. Have a good relationship with the lawyer, guys. They're good. Well, and,
1: and, and, yeah. and you don't give the lawyers the opportunity to say, we're doing this, we're working through the night on this so we can charge time and a half. Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah. So the finest legal minds in Manchester have all gotten together. They are all in a big room, and it's probably a very uh, fun and interesting place to be. But the outcome of that is that they've actually done this, this, uh, this alchemy that you mentioned earlier, and they have created a magic wand, Steve you can only use this magic wand to do one thing and it will change one thing in every agency across the land. What one thing would you use that magic wand for?
1: No pressure. <laughs> um, if I... So an, an idea came up a few years ago, um, prompted by a trade body, actually, to say that get the finest legal minds in Manchester together and come up with a set of turns business that become standard across all the agencies in town. Mm. Everybody can buy them from the same place. You know what you're getting and you don't need to change it that much. Yep. And it's based on the idea of something pretty sensible. Yeah. Now that, that isn't you know, because magic, look, what, what a magic wand to make a lawyer's life easier is not the kind of thing you're going to see in Harry Potter. I'm no, sadly sure totally not. I mean, you know, who comes to a lawyer when they're happy? Occasionally, you know, um, but, realistically we are there to help solve a problem we are a service provider in the same way as a client will come to an agency and say um we're launching something on monday we don't have any collateral we don't have a plan we don't have an seo strategy sort it please you know these things happen making our life easier you know a magic wand is by its very nature an illusory thing there may there may be 10 but ultimately you be you get to be part of that magic as opposed to waving it. That is a terrible, terrible cliche, and I've had too much coffee.
0: That's it. Well, I mean, <laughs> let, oh. let's just let's just say that I, I mean I definitely think that there's a there's there's a case for some element of standardisation all agencies are very very different with very very different services but some kind of modular version of something like that is uh, i don't think it's within the realms of impossibility the problem is and i can vouch for this i've tried speaking to so many agencies in the last year or uh, last year and a half two years and i've scratched the surface of the number that i can talk to and learn from um the uh, the ability to standardize would have to be mandated <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, it's, exactly. I mean, you say, say you're all part of a group and they do need to be you know, tailored, mm. but equally there's a lot of boilerplate stuff that you can have that yeah. it looks the same in every single contract. Yeah. And if you get some of that into clearer English, if nothing else, then that has got to be a
0: noble end, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Steve, it's been wonderful having you on the podcast. Thank you very much for for sharing some of your 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 legal stuff, but also you know just generally letting the uh, the agency leaders get a decent intro into how you guys work. Um, thanks very much for coming on.
1: Thanks very much for having me, Chris. Agencies, if you're not working with Chris, change that now. End of plug.
0: Brilliant. Thanks very much for that plug. Um, uh, Ditto, back to him. (laughs) Thanks very much. And in our next episode, we'll be talking with another agency uh, advisor, partner, mentor, or trainer. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day.